Godfrey, this is Gilbert Godfrey, and this is Gilbert Gang. Frank, Even the you gotta title say, of the show. You got to keep that, Frank. <laughs> I I can't remember the title of the show. <laughs> Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried. I got that right. That's good. And this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, once again recorded at Nutmeg with our engineer, Frank Verderosa. And I think I've got his name right. Mike McPadden. Hey, Mike McBeardo McPadden. Uh Correct. Our social media guru, our Facebook director, man about town, the illustrated man. That's right. (laughs) As as we like to call him. Lydia, the cat tattooed lady. (laughs) (laughs) Now the frogs tattoo on your arm. Yes. Yes. That is that is actually those are not just random frogs. That's a that's an homage to the Frogs movie. Well, that was the poster. Uh, it was very misleading to me as a five year old because uh, it was uh, a, a it's a frog with a human hand sticking out of its mouth, which made me believe it would be about giant frogs. But it's just about you know the ten frogs that uh, Samuel Z. Arkoff would pay for that they just throw it. <laughs> a Samuel Z. Arkoff reference. So Marjo Gortner saves the day. Yeah. We mentioned Marjo Gortner on the last episode, and I was saying he, he'd be a great guest for us, but also great in Earthquake. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then the yeah. documentary Marjo is one of the best documentaries ever made. Just yes. A complete that, mind-blower. Yeah. yeah, that is a mind-blower. So... Just to catch anybody up, if they didn't hear the first episode, uh, Mike was inspired, uh, Mike who works with us on the show, was inspired by a previous episode and by Gilbert's uncanny recognition of obscure movie taglines, specifically <laughs> specifically horror. And very specifically, The Mutilator and <laughs> yes, Dr. Butcher, MD, Medical Deviant. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which is really an excuse for him to and, trash my and people. both the- <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even like, like the movie. Like you need an excuse. <laughs> it's, there were two movies that came out. They were Dr. Butcher and Zombie. Yes. And both of them would start and end very briefly in Manhattan. Right. And then they'd go away to some weird tropical country yeah. with, with actual natives there thrown into the movie. Right. Well, that was uh, that was a big Italian thing for some reason. They would they they would shoot you know a little bit in Manhattan and then uh, yeah go to wherever the hell they could exploit people for uh, yeah. a couple it of meatballs like- and a you know calzone to get yeah, the natives to perform like they- horrible acts on each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked like they shot like about fifteen minutes in Manhattan yeah, and yeah. chopped it. Be- and and then it was like they got these primitive tribes in the movie. Yeah. Well, you're also talking about like Cannibal Holocaust and uh, Make Them Die Slowly and things like that. Oh, yes. And Catch Them and Kill Them was another Trap one Them and Kill Them, yes. A.K.A. Trap Emmanuel them. and the Last Cannibals. Yes. <laughs> well, by the way, you can enjoy this. You can see more. <laughs> Do further research on these, these stellar titles in Mike's book. Heavy metal movies. Heavy metal movies available on Amazon. And where also we're from bookstore. heavymetalmovies.com, where you, uh, if you order from the publisher, you get a patch and an artisanal barf bag. <laughs> that is an offer you cannot pass up, my friend. No. All right, now, let's get into some of the ones that we didn't get to in the last round. Okay. So, so here we go. Try to-, try, try to stump the master, Mr. Gottfried. If this one doesn't scare you, you're already dead. 
Fuck. Oh. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Uh, we lost the star of that film just this past year, and we memorialized him on the uh, In Memoriam episode. We played a character called the Tall Man. Oh my God! Yes, it was was this Phantasm? Phantasm, correct. Yes. Yeah. Very good. From 1979, the sixth sequel to Phantasm has just been released. By the way. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> will Will it inspire a McPadden tattoo? Uh, the answer is yes, obviously. You know, Angus Scrim, who we talked about on the show, turned out to be this interesting. When when we do the in memoriam episodes, I get deep into the research on these people, right? And you know, he wasn't a big actor. But well, big in the sense that he was seven feet tall, but yeah. but yeah. In that sense, but he didn't have a big career, right. but he he, uh, he wrote liner notes. He won awards for oh, writing correct. album yeah. liner notes. Right, right. Yeah. Very obscure trivia. Okay, you ready for another one? Hit us up. This I'm going to say right now, this is the craziest movie on this list. Yeah. You don't have to go to, it says two taglines, I'm sorry. You don't have to go to Texas for a chainsaw massacre. That's one. The other is, it's exactly what you think it is. Gil? Wow. Not the Hills Have Eyes, I guess. No. That was not an all-American family. They didn't want to kill, but they didn't want to die. Oh, great. It's not uh, John Davidson and the Happiest Millionaire. Gil? Sophie's okay. Choice? <laughs> Should I give him some hints? Yes, yes. Okay, uh, it uh, starred Linda Day George, who you remember was married to Christopher George. Yes. And she was on Mission Impossible. They, used to, they were in Grizzly together. They That's were, right. in fact, in Grizzly together. <laughs> another, you know, in reference to frogs, oh, another great... Oh, wait, wait, wait. The deadliest jaws on land belong to Grizzly. Very good. That's right. Yeah. Another great... <laughs> Nature's revenge exploitation. Yes. Okay, but do you know this one, the one he gave you? It's exactly what you think it is, or you don't have to go to check Texas for a chainsaw massacre. It also featured Paul L. Smith, who was Bluto in Robert Altman's Popeye. And wasn't he the uh, prison guard? In Midnight Express. Yes. yes. Indeed he was. Yes. And and well, I got I to gotta just say, that had one of those classic movie things at Midnight Express. Where it's this little, you know, starving, skinny, skin and bones guy. And this other, the prison guard, is like eight feet tall and weighs 700 pounds. He knocks him out and walks out wearing his uniform. (laughs) (laughs) Which should have looked like Spanky, like trying to pull a scam in a little bit. (laughs) Yes. I love that. Okay, you give up on this one? I guess so. Mike, you want to tell them what it the is? The name of the film is Pieces. Oh. Pieces. Now, Pieces is, I'm going to say, the, the craziest movie that's on this list. How so? Well, it um, it's the only I say my I, I want to give a shout-out to my good friend Aaron Lee, who is an executive producer at Family Guy. Oh, we love Aaron. He's a fan of the show. Yes, and uh, this is one of our early bonding experiences. He said... Pieces is a movie where you just watch, you're like, they're fucking with us, right? The whole time. <laughs> but not quite. Like, it never teeters over into, like, trauma nonsense. Yeah. Um, but, no, it's just, it's about a chainsaw killer on a uh, college campus 
but full of bizarre scenes. Like out of Linda J. Day George is a tennis pro, which makes no sense. And there's a karate <laughs> scene comes out of nowhere. And there's a close up. The killer is gonna kill this girl. And there's a close up on her crotch, and she wets her pants because she's so scared. <laughs> but shall I? I'm gonna say it has the craziest final moment in any film. Shall we spoil it for the audience? Oh, yes, yes. So I, yeah, I'm not sure how many of our uh, our listeners are dying to see pieces. <laughs> well, you can get a Take magnificent a sh- Blu-ray from Grindhouse releasing. Okay. But um, the killer. There's nothing supernatural in the entire movie. And they finally, they've got the guy and everything. And there's one last dead body. And so, yeah, Christopher George is this hard-as-nails detective. And he kind of has this Jimmy Olsen college student that's, like, tracking him around and stuff. And so out of nowhere, they're carrying this body out. The body comes to life, grabs the Jimmy Olsen guy's cock and balls in his hands, (laughs) and squeezes, and they explode blood. And then that's at the end. That's wonderful. We will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. And now back to the show. Same original ending to Mame. When it was spelled with M-A-I-M. A- hey, very good. <laughs> very, very good. All right. Okay, the next one is... What else you got? It's not human, and it's got an axe. Ooh. 1984. Yeah, this is, this is a tough one. The, I don't think I've ever heard yeah, of this. It's a movie, movie called The Prey. The Prey. Yeah. The Prey. It's very boring. And uh, it was filmed in 1978, not released till 84 because it's that good. <laughs> well, you're talking about uh, pieces. You brought to mind Abel Ferrara's Driller Killer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Another terrible film that has a great title and is kind of, kind of awesome and a must see if you're okay. a masochist. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> what else you got? Herbert West. Has a very good head on his shoulders and another one in a dish on his desk. Well, this is a famous oh, movie. Oh, that, yes, yes, yes. Uh, the Reanimator. Correct. You got it. Yes. Very, very good. Good film. Yes. That's a hoot. Reanimator, Bride of the Reanimator, and also, uh, what was the third one? Mike knows. Uh, it, was, <laughs> oh, no. it was also based on a. Uh, HP Lovecraft. H.P. Yes. Lovecraft, yeah. Uh, there, what was that other one called? We'll throw it out to our listeners. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm shamed by my book anyway, even though I forgot the title of By the book anyway. Beyond Reanimator. Beyond Reanimator. Beyond, Beyond Reanimator. Forgive me, forgive me, yes. And, and it, what I loved about those movies, aside from out-and-out gore and insanity, lots and lots of nudity. Well, you remember in Reanimator the... Classic visual pun of giving the girl head. Oh, yes, yes. So what happens, Frank, is yeah. Barbara Crampton, a lovely woman who is the dean's daughter, is strapped uh-huh. naked to this gurney. And uh, the mad scientist whose head has been cut off uh, is walking around. His body is carrying his head in front of him like, you know, like you might carry a basketball or something. And he performs oral sex on the dean's daughter. Which oh, one is this? This is in Reanimator. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, I've seen yeah, Reanimator. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jogging your memory. You forgot that scene, though, which is interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I did. I remember enjoying it. But yeah, that's, okay. that's the getting head scene. Okay. They're back from yeah, the grave. I, I, maybe I saw the second one. Okay. They're back from the grave and ready to party. Ooh. I okay. remember the 
Tagline? Okay, uh, let's see. Um, well, we got the, the clue I could give him would give it to him right away. Your friend is in it. Your buddy. Oh, oh wait, 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 wait. You mean James, uh, Karen? You got it. Yeah, with oh, uh, the return of the living dead. You got it, yeah. Yeah. With the late, great Don Calfa. That's right. Just another guy we lost in 2016. Just lost him, too. So uh, yeah. that also has, you know, I, I was uh, Mr. Skin's head writer for 11 years. Sure. And that, that uh, Return of the Living Dead has the greatest nude in a graveyard scene of all time. When Linnea Quigley, as punk oh, rocker yes. trash, she strips on top of a, a uh, grave that's above the ground. Because the miracle of Blu-ray at Mr. Skin, she, we always we categorized it as full frontal for many years. And then high high definition showed us that she's actually wearing this weird flesh colored rubber patch over her crotch. Oh. <laughs> is is best nude scene in a graveyard? Is that is that something that uh, is that an actual subcategory? The answer is yes, of course it is. <laughs> okay, right. of course it is. You've talked to Mr. Skin on more than one occasion. Yes. <laughs> yeah. We need an award show for this. What else? Okay. The movie that could only be made in South America. Where life is cheap. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a uh, snuff film, wasn't it? Just snuff. Was it? You got it. Snuff. 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 Yeah. Very good. How do you come up with this? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember when snuff played in New York, you guys? The controversy that surrounded it? Oh, yes, because people were saying it was real. So and what it is, uh, is, yeah, the producers, uh, Michael and Roberta Finley, who were great New York exploitation film producers. And I say great in that they were terrible. Yes. Um, <laughs> they bought an incredibly boring action movie from South America. It's sort of about a Charles Manson cult. And they said so they tagged this really shitty scene at the end of like a movie set. And this guy is like cutting a girl's hand off with a saw. But I mean, it's like way worse than any like Herschel Gordon Lewis cheapness or anything. So then they called the newspaper and they called the Women Against Pornography, who we talked about with Maniac. And they said, this is it. This is a real snuff film. Get out there and protest. So there were there were newspaper articles. Now I was eight when this movie came out. Yeah, and I saw these news stories about it, and I was so freaked out about it I couldn't sleep. Wow! And I told my parents <laughs> this, and my father actually took me to uh, meet a, a friend of his who was a detective, an NYPD detective, Ralph Gleason, who assured me that they had investigated the film and it was. That's a nice memory I have of my childhood. I have no memory of this movie, Snuff, 1976. Oh, I remember it. Yep. Wow. Gilbert, you are good. (laughs) The only thing more terrifying than the last 12 minutes of this film are the first 92. Well, this is another famous horror film. And and an artistic horror film. It is, yes. Yeah, if if, if I may say. Not Psycho. No, from 77. 77. It's from a country that we've talked about making horror films recently. Uh, oh, okay. So a Guinea production. <laughs> yeah. Director Dario Argento. Oh, my God. Is Dario Argento really Italian? Oh, yes. Or was, yes. He, or was he Colombian or something? Or, or, no, no, or he's, South he's American. Italian, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Jessica Harper. Yes. Remember Jessica Harper? Oh, yes, yes. From Inserts, which is another very, very strange movie. Yeah. Phantom of the with, Paradise, with, which ties yeah, into Phantom Paul of the Williams Paradise. 
it, it's funny. We were just talking to Richard Kind, who brought up Bird with the Crystal Plumage. Right. But yeah. it's not that. No. Right. Suspiria. Suspiria. Oh, okay. Yeah. That had yeah. The, it had the scariest TV commercial of all time. It was the woman. I, I, I shit my pants. This would come on like while I was trying to watch The Honeymooners or something. And it was a back of a woman's head. She's coming and she says, roses are red, violets are blue. She puts a flower in. She says, I'll give you a flower and spins around. It's a skull. And she goes, I'll uh-huh. kill you. <laughs> you know, Jessica Harper, I love her in a movie we've talked about here. And we had the author, the screenwriter, My Favorite Year. Um, we had Norman Steinberg here. Oh, yeah. She's terrific in that. And also with Steve Martin in Pennies from Heaven. Film that, yeah, you, you did a mini episode about. I love that movie more than life itself. And uh, Suspiria. And Shock Treatment she's into. She plays Janet. She she is in, in the Rocky Horror sequel. It's, the, it's a very interesting, if not entirely successful film. But, it, but a really cool actress. Yeah, she is. I wonder what happened to her. Okay, what else you got? Who will survive and what will be left of them? Gil? This is a good trivia. I'll give him the hint. According to Rex Reed, and also Mike, yes, the most terrifying motion picture ever made. Holy fuck! Who will survive, and what will be left of them? They will scream and scream again. Uh, right, a bit of trivia: the, the the vocal guy on this, who actually does the intro to the movie, is John Larroquette. Wow! Oh, oh God! Yeah, he did a lot of voiceover. Wow! Tell him, tell him, uh, give him the answer, Mike, because he's stumped. The Texas Chainsaw Master. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now, now you went to movies. You went to a lot yeah. of movies in the 70s. Yes. And you, we've talked about which theaters you frequented. Yeah. Was this the kind of stuff that you went to see, assumedly by I, yourself? I would, yeah, by myself. I would see a lot of those. A lot of humanoids from the deep. Yeah. And Blood Beach. Oh, yes. <laughs> Now, you would go to the and, Essex, which was a theater that I went to a lot. Yes, on yes. On Delancey Street. Yeah, yeah, it was on, um, yeah, it was Essex, yeah, Essex and Delancey. The Essex yeah. is no no longer with us? No. No, oh, it was on, wait a sec. No, it was Grand and Essex. Okay, right, right. Grand and Essex. And and I remember the theater, It it's like, I used to try to hold it in because their men's room was so scary. (laughs) (laughs) Scarier than what was on the screen. Like there was a toilet without a stall around it. Yes. 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 Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) And and it's like maybe, and I don't know, maybe there were like 400 seats in the theater and three of them actually operated. Did you ever make it to the variety photo plays when they showed movies on 3rd and 14th? I remember yes, that place. Yes, Sure. I saw a porn there once. They would have horror during the week and porno on the weekends. And I remember the weekends, that place. they'd stay open 24 hours. You know, we'll, we should do a, a future mini episode about lost theaters. Oh, about yeah. About forgotten theaters. My my beloved Cross Bay Theater in Queens is oh, now sure, a Bell's. Yeah. And one, more, uh, one more bit of trivia about the variety. It was shut in 1986 when the city started closing places um, due to AIDS. Mm-hmm. And there were, ah. at the time, 26 people inside engaged in 13 unsafe sex acts. Wow. And I always liked that statistic because it meant everybody had a partner. Oh, wow. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> There's Romance something romantic yes. about everyone pairing up. 
All right, what else you got? We'll take us out with the last two and see how Mr. Godfrey okay. does with these. Well, we talked about the boys and girls of Sigma Chi. Yeah. Some will live and some will die. And that's Terror Train. Terror Train. And David Copperfield turns up in that one? Uh, yes, yes. He's uh, He plays a magician who's performing. I think he plays David Copperfield, really. But, he, but spooky. And, he tries to be spooky, which is hilarious. Yeah, because he hates the kids. Yes. He hates the audience <laughs> he's playing for. So he's doing like sleight of hand, but looking very angry while he's doing yes. it. Yes. <laughs> Finally, we are going to eat you. Ooh. 1980 is the year, if that helps. You mentioned it earlier. I did? Yes. Wow. It contains a oh. scene, a very, very funny and memorable scene with a shark. Not zombie. Zombie. Yes, zombie. Zombie. Very yes. good. Okay. Very good. Oh, that's where uh, a zombie kills a shark. Yeah, he fights the shark. He yeah. bites yes. the shark. Yes. <laughs> and it ends with a bunch of zombies getting on a boat from whatever that weird jungle is. Oh, yes. Heading toward Manhattan. Oh, well, I think, isn't it at the end they're coming across the Brooklyn Bridge? They're walking Bridge. across the Brooklyn Bridge. That's right. <laughs> yes. I mixed it up. I'm sorry. You're right. And... What I love about it, it's supposed to be that zombies have taken all of over all of America and the zombies are going over the Brooklyn Bridge and traffic is normal. The cars are just <laughs> Well they didn't have the budget to stop traffic. <laughs> they can't drive, so yeah. <laughs> it's so hard for a zombie to get a license. <laughs> Doesn't Richard Keel, speaking of biting a shark? Isn't there a Bond scene in, what is this, in The Spy Who Loved Me, where they drop, where, where Richard Keel ends up in a shark tank? I think it's in The Spy Who Loved Me. And he had, and he bites the shark. He kills the shark. You remember this? Oh. With the metal he teeth. He was Jaws, yeah. He was yeah. Jaws. The Jaws right. bit Jaws, yeah. Right, right, right. This is good stuff, Mike. Well, thank you very much. You have a lot of time on your hands. I do. <laughs> yes. It's been a lonely life. But now I Tell us, do some, this. you know, we'll we'll do another episode because these mostly we we concentrated on on horror films here and slasher films. We'll do one down the line, you know, dig out a bunch of just uh, just classic ones, classics, okay. and uh, oddball ones from bad sure. comedies and and okay. all star well, comedies. Of that, if I may work in another plug, please. Uh, I have a book coming out in the fall called "Going All the Way: The Ultimate Guide to Teen Sex Comedy Movies of the VHS Era." Oh, okay. Gilbert will eat that with a spoon. Yes. Gilbert already committed to write the intro to me, and I'm sure he remembers that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he, he doesn't remember uh, how we started this show 12 minutes ago. He doesn't remember your name. No. Yes. What's the book called again? The upcoming book in the fall from Bazillion Points is Going All the Way, The Ultimate Guide to Teen Sex Movie Comedies of the VHS Era. That sounds like fun. And as always, they can get heavy metal movies. At heavymetalmovies.com well. or Amazon. Yeah. And they can see your wonderful posts on our Gilbert Gottfried Amazing oh, yes, Colossal yes, Podcast Facebook, Facebook yeah, page. That's right. Yes. Yes. Mike is Mike is the genius behind the the cleverness and the inventiveness of that page. Well, thank you very much, Frank. And we, we thank you. You're an important part of this team. And it's high time Gilbert got your name right. <laughs> and I have low expectations for that high time. You should. <laughs> 
Okay, then I'm Gilbert Gottfried, <laughs> and this has been Gilbert and Frank's Amazing Colossal Obsessions with my co-host, Frank Santopadre, and we have been once again speaking to, drumroll please, <laughs> Mike, Mike McPadden. Mike McBeardo. Mike McBeardo. Yeah. He'll, he'll screw it up next time. Yes. I, I can count on <laughs> Thanks, Thank man. You, this was fun, and... Thank you. Thanks, Frankie V. Colossal Obsession.